The Daily Rios for Thursday, September 27th, 2012. Comics Timeline for the month of September. I usually try to do this earlier in the month so that if there's anything that anybody wants to celebrate or make note of or write in their calendar, they can do so. And it just kind of got away from me for this month. So I'm dropping it here. A look at the timeline for comic books and some important events, anniversaries, any kind of major events or comics that stood out. Looking back to 10 years ago, 25 years ago, and 50 years ago for uh, this month, for September. And then I have a second part to the timeline because I found an old document where I used to actually write down things that I found in magazines or articles any kind of information that was date-related and specific date-related, not just cover dates, because again, those don't necessarily always dictate when the book actually shipped or when the event occurred. So these were dates that I found in various places, and so the second part of the timeline will actually be some birthdays and some when, when some TV shows appeared, when some comic book news happened, so there'll be two different sections uh, this time around, so let's get started. We jump to the year 2002, 10 years ago, and Marvel was going through their You Decide event, where they restarted Captain Marvel, Peter David's Captain Marvel, and then created the two titles Marvel, M-A-R-V-I-L-L-E, with a cover that was a takeoff of the Smallville ad that was just kicking around at that time. And then also Ultimate Adventures, number one, which I never read. The only thing I used to read back then was Captain Marvel. And I know the Marvel title, we just, I think it was the majority of readers probably said, mm, no. And the whole thing was, which one would sell better or something like that? I, I don't remember. It was, it was more of a glorified pissing contest, if you really want to think about it. I mean, obviously, Captain Marvel was the standout book. So that was going on 10 years ago. And DC actually had a Smallville, the comic. It was called Smallville, the comic that was released 10 years ago this month because of the Smallville series that had just kicked off. And it's interesting to note that there is a Smallville comic going on today. It's a, a digital comic that is then being uh, printed. I believe it's up to issue 5 or 6 right now. I don't know what the digital how they're breaking it up in the digital format, so I don't know what number it is up to there. But it takes place, it's Smallville Season 11, basically. So Clark is Superman in the series, and it's just taking off from there. All right, and then 25 years ago, in 1987, here's a biggie. Uh, on September 5th through the 6th was the first ever Dragon Con. Taking a look at the comics that were coming out at this time, apparently Epic was really popular at this time. The second Alien Legion volume started in September of 1987 with Chuck Dixon and Larry Stroman. Blood, A Tale, also from Epic, by J.M. DeMatteis and Kent Williams. Eventually that would go to uh, Vertigo. I guess it would be reprinted under Vertigo's title. And looking at those two series and other stuff that was coming out that wasn't necessarily a number one, it just makes you say, uh, you know, I kind of knew this, but Epic was Vertigo before Vertigo was Vertigo. And you wonder if... DC really looked at what was going on with Epic and then eventually used a lot of what they were doing to help formulate what was going on in Vertical. I mean, to some degree. I have to imagine that that was going on to some degree. 
And it also pops the question in the mind about, you know, whatever happened to Epic? I, you know, I, I don't really know that story. So there you go, two, two stories that were coming out in 1987. Also, speaking of Vertigo, Hellblazer 1 by Jamie Delano and John Ridgway, covered by Dave McKean, hit the stands in, in September. It is going on 25 years, and that book is up to around like 290-something, so it'll hit 300 soon, and that would mark the 25-year anniversary. And, uh, oh, here's the other epic book that I pointed out. Uh, Martial Law by Pat Mills and Kevin O'Neill, number one, came out through Epic. What else was coming out from Marvel? We have Captain America 337 in September, where he took on the identity of the Captain, and this was the first time that you saw the Captain in his black costume on the cover, which was an homage to the cover to Avengers number four that introduced reintroduced Captain America into the Silver Age, I guess you could say. Over at DC, they were going through their Millennium event with the first couple issues of that hitting the stands in September and then a whole slew of crossovers. And suddenly there were traitors galore and people were revealing themselves as Manhunters and everything you knew was being shattered once again. It is the event that kicked me out of comics for a couple of years and it is the event that everybody sort of laughs about even to this day. And I have to say there still, I know I get flack for this every time I say it, but there are some things about it that I do enjoy. I know Matt, my... uh Ex-co-host over on CGS used to say the same thing, that he thought there were some snippets of information in, in Millennium that could have been great, but it just, you know, tanked under its own weight, unfortunately. Also from DC at that time, World of Krypton number 1 by John Byrne, with art by Mike Mignola of Hellboy, if you don't know. And this was an exploration into the history of Krypton during the Superman-John uh, Byrne revamp. Four issues, and it would then be followed up by World of Smallville and World of Metropolis with uh, different artists. Probably this is my first real exposure to Mike Mignolo outside of a cover or something like that. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm fairly certain that's probably true. We also had Wasteland Number 1 coming out from D.C. in 1987, 25 years ago. This was a series that... Had it kept going, probably would have moved over into the Vertigo line because it took a look at some horror concepts and horror short stories, mostly by John Ostrander, at least for this first issue. And then who can forget Mike Barron and Barry Crane's Sonic Disruptors number one? Supposed to be a 12-issue maxi-series, turned out to only last about seven issues because it was so bad. Something to do with... Rock and roll and music taking over all the countries. The United States of Rock. Ah, oh, so bad. I don't even think I have the first issue that I picked up off the shelf. And then lastly, 25 years ago, 1987, just something else that caught my eye. Eclipse's Twisted Tales number one with a Dave Stevens cover. I don't know what Twisted Tales was. Maybe somebody out there would, but it was a pretty cool Dave Stevens cover. So I decided to add it to the list. And then 50 years ago, uh, 1962, I only have two things here, one being a major one. Well, first here, uh, Tales to Astonish 38 was the first appearance of the Ant-Man foe known as Egghead. <laughs> not, uh, not, not so huge of a milestone there. But Gold Key exploded all over the shelves in 1962. And in September, they released a sh- crap ton of number ones, including... Twilight Zone and Supercar and The Phantom, Mr. Ed the Talking Horse, Space Mouse, Heckle and Jekko, Bullwinkle, and a few others. Gold Key, making themselves known on the shelves in uh, 1962, September of 1962. 
So those are the anniversaries. And now, as I said, there's a whole slew of dates and some important comic dates and some births and some TV things and comic strip things and just a whole bunch of stuff that I found. And I'll start to throw these in when I start doing the timelines as well. Some of this format, uh, I used to do a lot in the early days of CGS, important comic dates. And I used to just run down a whole list of dates that happened for whatever month it was that we were talking about. So here I am going to do the same thing, hopefully with some new information, or at least stuff that maybe people haven't heard. So these are important dates for September. September 1st, in 1875, Edgar Rice Burroughs was born. September 1st, 1926, Gene Colan was born. And September 1st, 1974, the Shazam TV series premiered on CBS. September 5th, 1992, Batman the Animated Series airs for the first time on Fox. September 6th of 2000, Ultimate Spider-Man number 1 hits the stands. September 8th, 1930, Blondie, the comic strip, first appears. Next up, September 10th of 1998, Daredevil number 1 hits the stands, kicking off the Marvel Knights line with the Kevin Smith, Joe Quesada, Daredevil run. That's kind of weird to think that that's only been uh, 14 years now that uh, really that's that's like, I consider Marvel Knights the thing that really started Marvel Comics that, that we know of uh, today, especially with Joe Quesada, the legacy of Joe Quesada and... Uh, the chances that they were willing to take. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So that's an important date there. We have September 14th of 1968. The Batman Superman Hour airs on CBS. This is the first Batman animated series ever. And then on September 6th, 1969, the cartoon show was canceled, partly from protests by Action for Children's Television because of violent content. The more things change, the more they stay the same. September 15th and 16th of 1988, these are the two days that fans had to vote on the death of Jason Todd Robin that would be presented in Batman 428. When it came time for the tally, 5,343 were for death, and 5,271 were for life. September 16th of 1960, both Mike Mignola, speaking of, and Kurt Busiek were born. September 16th, 1997, another important uh, date for Marvel. Marvel and its lenders reached a tentative agreement to settle Marvel's bankruptcy debt. September 19th, 1928, Adam West was born. September 21st, 1912, Chuck Jones was born. September 23rd, 1998, Buffy No. 1 comes to comics in her own title. September 29th, 1926, Russ Heath was born, co-creator of Haunted Tank and Marvel Boy and the Sea Devils. Uh, he is uh, 86 years old. September 26, 1941, Max Fleischer's and Paramount Pictures' Superman cartoons begin with The Mad Scientist, costing $50,000. And September 30th, 1948, Detective Comics, Inc. and All American Publications merge to form National Periodical Publications, which is now known as DC Comics. The two were closely allied before, even to the point of a DC logo appearing on All American comic books for several years, but this is the official consolidation. There you have it, comics timeline for September. I am quite sure I've missed a number of other important dates or events. Certainly some anniversaries for comics that I just haven't read or just don't know enough about to, to spotlight them. 
So by all means, if there's anything anybody wants to add, please do. And I'll read it on an upcoming uh, Feedback Friday episode. You can send me emails at peter at thedailyreels.com. Go to the website, thedailyreels.com, and leave a comment. Subscribe through iTunes. Leave a review. And I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>